Welcome to Guaranteed Adventures, where the stories may change, but the adventure is guaranteed. I'm your GM, Tim, and going around the space, we've got... Nathan, playing Bertram Honksley. <laughs> like to throw a loop in there every once in a while. We're going around the space this, this time. This is just really ruining my producer vibe. Like, <laughs> Good. The stories may change. May change. Walking around the space, I am... Like lost right now. <laughs> well, Seth, <laughs> Seth, playing Clover, playing Otis Segrain, <laughs> the other Seth playing Quill. It's Kyle in the space playing Jean Autant in the space. This is the Maplewood finale. It Woo! might be a two-parter. It might be a one-parter. You'll find out. You'll find out. <laughs> and as we will. Well, I guess you'll you'll already <laughs> know because there won't be a part one or part two. At the end of the title. You'll see the episode link. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Last time on Maplewood, you guys ran through the burning encampment and dodged the various environmental obstacles that were coming at you. Otis jumped ahead of everyone to chase the other squirrel down deeper into the caverns. Bertram threw a javelin and broke one of the crystals powering up the teleporting device. You guys defeated the raptor who had cast a haste spell on Sherwin to try and help him defeat everyone, but with that spell gone, he lost a round of actions and just got wailed on. Sherwin ended up being defeated by an amazing natural 20 rolled by Jean, who I think used his first spell slot of the adventure. <laughs> on I've that smite. Before. Oh, you have? I've smited. Yeah. Oh, okay. Remember, he's, I smited it on those, like, smitted. those... Oh, on, this, on the, the small guys. Smote. He smoted. He's been smitten. I smitted people. Smitted. Smat? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Smat is the right one, yes. <laughs> Otis went through the caverns uh, and consulted the diary that he had to find the false wall where he was, after he passed through it, was grappled by Samira and then convinced her to come with him. Uh, they grabbed some more shards and went back towards the encampment. The Mopak engineer was able to fix the device using some of the shards that Samira brought and teleported them all to Winnowing Reach. You guys teleport onto this pad that is right in the center of the town hall. So uh, you can see, looking around you, it's a very tall uh, wooded built or building made out of wood everything's very polished and you can see on the floor like this is a very new uh construction that was added to the to the town hall is this it's like right in the middle of the lobby was that the sound of Bertram just landing? Like, yeah. <laughs> that, plus, like, I mean, how else does a goose cough? <laughs> are there, is there anyone around besides us? Uh, there are a couple of people who kind of turn and, like, look at you. There's not very many people. Uh, but Samira immediately says, uh, goes to you, Otis, uh, and says, all right, you just need to follow my lead, okay? I'm, I'm part of this organization. Just, just, just follow my lead, Okay. Okay. And she starts kind of very confidently walking off the pad. Uh, and you guys all follow her. And uh, somebody comes up and says, uh, Where, uh, where'd you guys come from? And Samira, Samira's like, Well, we were just taking care of all the, 
the the loose ends, making our way over to the ceremony, just like everyone else. As, and uh, as we're all burnt, head uh, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, he says, uh, "All of you," and kind of looks past and starts looking at you guys. I am still disguised as Wesley. Yes, because you guys look suspiciously like a group that was uh, following around uh, some leads and uh, we're supposed to try and get rid of. Interesting. Well, moving on. I guess. And uh, Samira will be like, well, yeah, we were pretending to be that group so that we could just kill that group. I guess. I'll walk up to I'll walk up to the guy <laughs> and I'll try to like just casually put my arm over his shoulder. Okay. And be like, hey, look, we were working specifically for Frostrock. He had us infiltrate infiltrate the Order of the Maple. That's why we got these disguises. Uh, go ahead and make a deception check with uh, advantage. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight. He's like, oh, yeah, that uh, that absolutely makes sense. Yeah. So you guys are going to the ceremony? Yeah, do you have anything we can take to get there quickly? Frostrock wanted us to get there as soon as possible. Yeah, unfortunately, we don't really have anything like that. Everybody is, you know, either making their way there or, or starting to spread out throughout the the Maplewood here to go to phase two once the uh, ceremony's complete. So I'm unfortunately stuck here tending after this building. I mean, it's it's just starting out. Like, if you, if you guys ran right now, like, just... You could probably get there in a couple of hours or really, really pushed it. But that's, you know, about it. All right. I guess we'll be off then. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to keep you. Yeah. Uh, Do you have any, like, food at least, though? I mean, it's been it's been a while. Like, we're, all we have is rations. Do you have any, like, fresh food? Uh, Yeah. I mean, there's uh, there's a uh, kitchen here in the town hall, cafe, cafeteria it, area. But Just, prepared food. I mean, we want to get there as quickly as possible. We would hate to miss anything. I mean, there's, uh, yeah, you can... There's probably leftovers there. You can eat some of that. Great. Okay, bye. Okay, okay. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Sorry to bother you. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. Yep. Okay. I'll toss you an acorn. <laughs> I <laughs> cannot eat this. <laughs> uh, so Samira, I'll show you my lack of canines. <laughs> and that's the only reason, right? There's no other. I think so. Okay. I, I, I truly don't think that hedgehogs could eat acorns. I'm pretty sure they're omnivores. Yeah, but the shell would be too hard, wouldn't it be? I mean, you can crack it open. But they got those tiny hands. They could probably try to do True. something. Okay. You are a humanoid hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair yes. enough. They do. Can't, they can't eat uh, acorns, according to hedgehogplanet.com. <laughs> so, they are the leading authorities in hedgehog knowledge. I, yeah. I submit to them. They are, <laughs> they are the authority. Shout out to hedgehogplanet.com. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you for sponsoring Everybody, uh, audience, this Please episode. go check them out. They have not sponsored this. This is not an ad. <laughs> so. Samira uh, will start ushering you guys uh, out of the out of the town hall and uh, turn to Otis now and say, "Okay, since you're alive, everything changes. We have to stop that ceremony from happening. They're bringing back Hasselpaw. Bringing back? Bringing back Hasselpaw. So he was dead. He, yes, or disappeared or something. Hasselpaw, whatever Hasselpaw is now." He is the true maple. He's calling himself the true maple. And it's, I've never been there. People who have been there say he only communicates like telepathically. And so if they're doing the ceremony, they're bringing him back now. And it's almost like, we, we got to get there. I know kind of the general area where it is because it's 
where the their workshop was and in the Scorched Grove, but we got to take off. Okay. Right. Are you guys yeah. good to run? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay, let's go. I jump on John. Perfect. <laughs> I'm guessing in the antlers where you typically yeah. are. Okay. Not I just... would be very slow. <laughs> As you're running, you di- didn't really have a chance to kind of take a moment and feel like, take a look at your surroundings. But now that you're just kind of running or jogging, uh, you start to feel this heaviness that you haven't felt anywhere else in the in the uh, Maplewood. And Jean, Bertram, and Quill, you always kind of felt this connection to the Great Maple. Like, uh, being part of the Order, being trained, being that, like, there's, like, kind of a spiritual connection there. And it's it's in and out now. Like, there's there's times where it's there, and then times where it's not. Otis, you start to feel this warm uh, kind of sensation right where you put the uh, signet of the maple leaf. Okay. Uh, and if you take it out, like, it's it's not hot, but it's kind of, like, it's it starts to be a little uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll take it off. Okay. It's it's not, like, enough to, to burn you or anything, but it's just, like, there. And, uh... You can see on it, like as you're kind of running along, uh, you look at the back where you where you carved in something, mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of starting to to close over, and like almost heal itself. Hmm. But it's still like it's still readable. It's still there. But it, but you can tell it's like oh that's not as crisp as when I first. Did you pick up that. any of the shards? I don't think so. No. No. So Samir has them all, them all in the bag. Wait, do we still have the raccoon with us? Uh, the, raccoon, the raccoon uh, with us? took off when he heard food. He uh, just kind of went off that way. Taking the shards with him? Or uh, no, so Samira had okay. them in a bag. Great. And she just gave him what he needed to uh, to keep going. Or to fix the the device. Fix what I broke. Exactly. Fix well, what that's a loose end. Don't mind the raccoon the in the background. Uh, so Winnowing Reach is... Uh, a very densely forested area. Uh, and so you are starting to run through uh, that area, and then all of a sudden the trees just end. And you are crossed immediately into the Scorched Grove. And it's a very sharp transition from lush forest to Scorched Grove. You've been running for about maybe maybe an hour, hour and a half or so. There are burned and blasted trees all over the place. There are, like, kind of foundations of huts are kind of scattered everywhere. Pieces of, of polished wood that shouldn't be there are just kind of, like, strewn about. And all everything is just charred. But it's all kind of looks like it's been blasted from one direction. So, and you're going against that direction. How close are we? S- Samira takes out a, a map and, and looks at it as, like, oh, probably another three hours. It's probably going to be about midnight when we get there. I hope that's enough time. We're going to have to book it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess we better keep going. Otis, could you, um, how do you know her and why is your name Clover? So. Because I, I, I want to trust you and you have yet to prove otherwise, but at the same time, you're not who you say you are. Short version. We were in the circus together. And then the ringleader started joining up with the bandits, doing odd jobs here and there. Started with breaking and entering. We we're pretty good at that. But when it got more violent and aggressive, I wanted to get out of there. So I did. Bandits attacked a group I was traveling with on the road. Killed about everybody. 
And that's when I picked up this. And I'll hold up the maple leaf insignia. Uh, and so, yeah, you guys would all notice, like, recognize that and immediately know that maple leaves are trained, like, from almost, you know, from two years old, three years old, something like that, to be uh, the speaker's voice. The fact that he has one of these and was not necessarily trained is very, uh, very suspicious. Can I make an insight check on that? Yeah. See if he's telling the truth. Yeah, absolutely. Do it. Roll above uh, a one. (laughs) (laughs) That would help. Thirteen. Otis, I don't think... You're trying to hide anything, right? No, it was just the short version. So I think, I, I think you would understand that I told the truth. I probably seem more sincere than normal because mm-hmm. I was just saying it briefly. Yeah. But I guess my, my insight check was less about whether, whether yeah. or not he was telling the truth, but more about his intention. Because, oh, like, okay. at this point, it's like I do trust that that's what happened because, again, like, why yeah. else? But at the same time, what is his purpose here? Like, is his purpose oh, to, okay. like, still to get the best deal at the end of the day? Or is it, like, no, I actually now want to help? Gotcha. I think it, the intention is still, like, I'm here to help, right? If that's, is that? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. With a 13, I think that's, it's not malicious in any way. At least that's what I believe. That's what you believe. So, it, you guys are starting to, to be rested a little bit more. And so, it's like, Samir says, all right. Are we ready? Yeah, I guess. Okay. And you take off uh, at a run for the second part of your journey. Uh, everybody make constitution saves. Oh, gosh. <laughs> As you have... Saves? Saves. Sweet. It's not an ability check. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. You have a level I, of exhaustion. I am exhausted. 10 feet of me, you get plus two. Hey. Oh, nice. There Sweet. you go. Just for this one, it's just going to be uh, a DC 10. Oh, I had a 15. Okay. 13. I got a dirty 20, thanks to... Hey. I got a nat 20. Hey! hey. Jean with the nat 20s, always. It's amazing. Uh, okay, so this next leg, you guys are starting to, you know, get starting to get a little tired, but you kind of fight off that little bit of exhaustion uh, for this next uh, ways and don't get a level of exhaustion. Uh, by the time you're ready to slow down again, um, you're probably about an hour out now, and... Uh, off in the distance, you start to see kind of some some creatures moving towards you. Once you're able to make them out, they're like skeletons and uh, like swarms of ember bats and like an ash snake slithering through the, the grass hmm. um, and like little bursts of fire that are here and there. Are we near the like Scorched Grove? You're in or the in Scorched it? Grove. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so this whole, like, as you've been uh, walking, they're not really paying you any attention, but they're walking the opposite way uh, from you. Walking back towards Winnowing Reach? Yes. Hmm. And you can kind of see who's got probably the best. Well, you can't see it from this level. Never mind. As a perception or? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. You can you can make a perception check. It's more it's more of a, a distance thing through, through the thing. But yeah, you can make I'm a perception tall. check. You're tall. You can make a, yeah. That's 16 for my check. Okay. 16 for Bertram. No. Okay. <laughs> just just no. Another nat 20. What? <laughs> oh. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, so, Jean, uh, you're able to, like, you. there's a clear line of sight, like, magically through the trees. Uh, and you can see that, oh, probably about an hour and a half 
walk from where you're at now, there's a uh, there's the same kind of beings that are walking away from you. And you can see over there it looks like the debris is cast away from you. So it looks like you're it looks like you're coming up to the the epicenter of whatever happened. And so these creatures are walking away, away from this thing. Yep. And there's trees around us? Uh, there are, but they're all, like, burned and uh, downed. There are some shrubs that are there, and so, like, the fire went through really quickly. Um, but new growth has not started yet. And this, the what caused the Scorch Grove has been, like, ten years. Bertram, something that you notice mm-hmm. uh, with your perception check is all around you, you see uh, orange sap oozing from the injuries in the trees. Does it look familiar at all to when the when we saw the one machine used a while back? Yes. Yes. Is it the same as like our sapling too? Yes. We are getting close. We're about an hour away, I would say. Why are we stopped? This orange sap is interesting. (laughs) (laughs) It looks familiar. There's a uh, a, a swarm of ember bats that kind of comes down and like swoops, dive bombs you guys and then kind of flies off. Do we need to take shelter? Yeah, they I haven't been I'll... aggressive at us all, right? I mean, no. Besides, like, the, I, that wasn't like an aggressive swoop. That was just like that, that was just, animals yeah. just being animals. Right. And the the skeletons you've kind of noticed, as same with like the ash snakes, as they're passing you, they're looking at you the whole time uh, until they lose, lose sight of you and then their heads kind of turn back around and keep, keep going. But, they're, but they never stop walking, never stop moving forward. Well, that's freaky. Well, I mean, I if they're not... we need to hurry. Yeah, I don't, if they're not paying attention, I'm not going to bother to cast, like, Pass Without a Trace or anything. I mean... Yeah. Are you all ready to keep going? Uh, Samira kind of swings her bag in front of her and says, All right, before we go, I have these extra shards that I took from the, from the caverns. I don't know if they're going to work, but if the legends about Hasselpaw and Beckett are true, then they might be able to give you some kind of edge on whatever we're going to be facing you're coming up we'll okay. take I mean, you wanna, yeah. we'll take whatever we can get okay uh, she takes one out and hands one to each of you as soon as you grab it you are struck with a very strong memory quill what do you, what's the memory that comes to your mind when you when you hold that uh, shard in your mind in your hand i think the first thing that comes to mind is the birth of my two daughters and how i oh. would like do anything to protect them just realizing that that was a reason why I stopped training. Like I didn't want to have them lose, lose their dad. Right. And want like that just hits me with a wave of emotion and then shift my, I think my memory switches to Jean and his wife and telling her that I would do anything to make it so that he comes back. And I think it's just this idea that like I would give a part of myself, if not my life to make sure that other people are, here yeah i love that so as you those memories are kind of flowing through and coming up to the forefront of your mind you get the mechanical benefit of having two legendary resistances okay. so you can pretty much just decide to uh pass a uh, a save or pass something like that all right sorry guys Tim's my favorite GM now. <laughs> John accepted. John accepted. <laughs> yeah, nice. okay, well. Bertram, what is the memory that comes to uh, Bertram's mind? 
so Bertram thinks back to some of his younger days when he was like training, like sparring with his father, like his father teaching him the, the fundamentals of swordplay. He was kind of not quite into it, hence why he grew to like the club instead better mm-hmm. than the sword. But yeah. the he was still getting the hang of sword swordplay, was like taking a good couple swings with the father, actually landed a good hit on him, but he could tell like his father just kinda of gave him a look though too of just like a like a bit of respect, but also kind of a bit of a like nope. Right. You done goofed. <laughs> as as he had done that. And I could just kind of remember just like feeling that just like the that presence or just that like aura he just kinda of gave off. Yeah. In that moment of just like, ooh. Yeah. Okay. Gives me chills. So as you that memory is coming to Bertram's uh mind and you're kinda of holding on to that crystal, uh you now have the ability after you take damage as a result of an attack that's not like an area of effect or something like that. Uh, even a spell, like if this is a, like a ranged spell attack or something like that, uh, you can use your reaction to force the attacker to make uh, a DC 14 intelligence save or take the same amount of damage that was dealt to you, but it's psychic damage. Ooh. So kind of that same aura <laughs> presence that your dad kind of has, like you goofed yeah. up. It's like you can... Uh, project that onto your attacker. You can use this a uh, number of times equal to your proficiency bonus. Okay. So I think that's three times yep. for you. Okay. Three times. Jean, as you're grabbing this crystal, what is the memory that pops into Jean's head? I think Jean goes back to before Sherwin, before everything, to when he was training hmm. with his dad to at the Moose Knights headquarters yeah where they were having their uh yearly or bi-yearly tournament okay of dueling and whatnot yeah so he's just going back to that moment where he was the youngest winner ever anything anything specific from that tournament that kind of is hopping out or just kind of the tournament as a whole I think the just whole like experience. him just dueling people just being in the arena yeah kind of just like that that the atmosphere you know the atmosphere yeah just, the arena. So as you're thinking about that arena, there's one specific time. It was. It's usually like the championship match where you are fighting in a bramble cage, essentially, uh, around there. And so that's like very vivid in your mind. And so you now have the ability to cast spike growth once per day. Clover slash Otis slash Seth. Clover sees the first summer that he spent with his dad. He grew up with his mom when he was little, and he went to spend a summer with... The first time he spent a summer with his dad, he traveled from town to town, his dad selling things, and his he was just so charismatic and enigmatic that people would just do what he said, and um, they'd follow him, and they'd buy and sell things from him. It quickly became apparent that he was running cons, so I also learned how to do that. (laughs) This is your father, right? Yeah, my father. But when it was just he and I traveling around, um, doing what we wanted, uh, with everyone hanging on our every word, it felt like everything was ours and all we needed was each other. And then I think I see, I I think in my memory, I kind of skip ahead to when I joined the circus and met Samira and Wesley and we were again traveling around and doing shows mm-hmm. and we were the best at what we did and it felt like all we needed was each, was each other and everything was ours. Nice. Kind of bringing a smile to people's faces that you kind of came into contact with and yeah. putting on shows for people. Yeah, I love it. Uh, so, uh, yours kind of benefits 
other people. Like you can you can get a benefit from yours too, but uh, as a bonus action, another character can regain one hit dice of uh, health if they can see you. So basically, like, they, they look at you, they get inspired by you, and they get to regain some health uh, from that. And this can be used five times a day. Yay, a little bit of healing. healing. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are all feeling these memories and uh, the power of these shards kind of coursing through you. And so you guys can all take a long rest. Woo! You can have the mechanical Sweet. benefits of a long rest. I only had 21 health. So... I had 23. Thank you, GM. <laughs> I had 45. No, don't thank me. 33. Don't thank me. Thanks the shards of creation. Thank you, shards <laughs> of creation who are not real. <laughs> All made up in our minds. That means I also recover my level of exhaustion? Yes. Sweet. You recover your level of exhaustion. With So we like feel the power? Yeah. I want to, with the sudden surge of power, I'm feeling motivated again. I want to open up the diary and see if I can crack that code. Oh, if I can just read it now. Yeah. Uh, go ahead and give me another investigation check. I'll, I'll give you the help action by going, hey, have you ever tried just looking at it closer? Can I give him the help action by just picking him up? <laughs> Does that give me advantage? <laughs> yes, the help action gives you Yeah, advantage. Yeah, you guys can use uh, I go the, uh, the combination between uh, John picking you up and... Because I notice he's kind of going slower because he's trying to read this book. So I'm just going to pick up and just start running with him. Quill just like, that's probably an E right there. <laughs> That was a lot better. That's a 19. 19. As opposed to the three. <laughs> My first roll. Yes. So the, the diary that you grabbed, one of the last entries uh, had an, an encoded section at the bottom. Who's this diary? Whose diary is this? The, uh, this is Beckett's diary. Okay. Yeah. And we don't know what happened to Beckett. Uh, he's dead. You do know that he is dead. He said he died about a year ago when I was infiltrating the base. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So this is what that, that encoded section says. There is something you should know. I've done what I can to try and delay the true tenders, but I fear they've caught on. Hasselpaw is the true maple and must not be brought back. The information we had in our experiments was incomplete, and his soul has bonded with a creature of flame from the void. If you're able, find Samira. She can help. Wow, this would have been so helpful. Wouldn't that like, be great? Three days ago. To know. <laughs> I mean, it's helpful now, but like, yeah. yeah. Better late than never. Do you read that out loud? Sure, yeah, I read it out loud. Nice. <laughs> Where is this Samira? <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> we found her. <laughs> yes, uh, Beckett and I were, were trying to stop as much as we could from the inside, but we could only do so much. How, how much time did you spend with Beckett? Years. He's, he spoke about you a lot. Ever since, from when you left the circus, I, even before then, I was working with, with Beckett. He wanted me to keep him a secret from you because he wanted you to come to the true tenders on your own and then be a part of it. But I think I, he regretted that decision. <laughs> Clover is just, like, dumbstruck. Wait, so you knew Beckett? He was my father. Okay. <laughs> I assume he died years ago, so I can't say it was a surprise that it, he's not around. I mean, he was always getting on the wrong side of people. Okay, so let me get this straight. Beckett's your dad. Yeah. You knew Samira. Samira's been working with Beckett for years. He wanted, Beckett wanted you, Clover slash Otis, to come join the true tenders. No, the true maple. The true, the true tenders. The true tenders. 
To help stop? To help stop it. Yes. As Samira says, yes. Okay. That was, but he didn't, he thought that you knew, knowing him would cause you to not want to join. I don't, he, he never told me why, but he said it wouldn't be good for you to join if for him. Well, I guess we got... <laughs> Bertram just looks at you and is like, looks like I'm not the only one with daddy issues. <laughs> Do I notice Samira kind of like slowing down while she's trying to explain things? A little bit, yeah. Uh, can I pick her up too? <laughs> and Do I notice Bertram kind of slowing down too? Can I pick yeah. everybody and just... You could just... Yes, you could just be a, a moose taxi service. I just imagine Clover just standing dumbfounded, realize he's behind, jump 90 feet, still be dumbfounded, jump, jump 90, 90 feet. feet. I'm, I'm, I'm just like... Carrying, I'm carrying everybody right now, just running <laughs> yeah. towards the thing I saw. Yes. I'm just mad that I didn't know any of this before the finale. <laughs> <laughs> it's those, uh, those darn good rolls from, from Seth. It's fine. And bad rolls from <laughs> other Seth. Just keeping up my choice of being a bad roller, I guess. <laughs> we may all have daddy issues, but now we have a bigger issue. You're and right. That is the resurrection of a... Fire being. Fire being. I believe as the wise man once put it, less talky-talky, more (laughs) (laughs) walky-walky. Who was this man? He sounds very wise. (laughs) All right, let's keep going then. So you guys keep running, and as you're starting to get closer, that kind of loss of connection that you were feeling is much stronger now. And your maple leaf is, it's very hot, like way warmer than it was before. And it feels like it should be burning you, but it's not. What about the paper with the prophecy? The paper with the prophecy is uh, just inert. You can start seeing, though, as you're kind of grounding this hill, it's in the middle of a valley. You've noticed kind of for a little while now, there have been a lot more uh, like structure debris in this area. Uh, And so you can kind of gather that this was a once a really populated area. And kind of down in this valley between uh, a couple of hills is this uh, gaping portal that is just glowing uh, with energy. Uh, There are, uh, around it, this circle, are a lot of uh, humble folk. There's some squirrels, there's birds, there's like raccoons, there's hedgehogs, like every single humble folk in the the Maplewood is represented here. Uh, And you can kind of see a shimmer around them as they're kind of encircling this, uh, this portal in the ground. So we're like at the top of the hill. Yeah. And this is kind of at the bottom of a of the hill there. You also see uh so you can see the very like epicenter of where this explosion took place. But on at four corners kind of around this uh portal, you see four devices that are that each also kind of have a, a shimmer around them that are pumping energy into the bubble that's surrounding the true tenders. Are they like mechanical or like magical? Look, like are they? They, they're they're kind of like the the teleporting uh, device, but they're not. Um, what? They they kind of have the same basic shape and power source and everything, but they serve a different function. So yes, more mechanical, but they create a magical effect. Sure. I don't like the look of those things. Should I go after those ones? I think we gotta stop this. And as you start, as you crest that hill. All of you here at the same time. Ah, we have visitors, I see. Well, 
Is this audible? No. This is something you're hearing in your mind. Uh, I'm going to turn to Samira and say, Samira, get out of here. Are, are you sure? We have the power of the shards on our side right now. We'll catch up with you later. I'll... Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll hand her a knife, too. <laughs> the, thank you. And she pulls out, like, a short sword from yeah. her hip and is like, do you want this? It's, like, trade? Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and she kinda, I like this new Otis. He's a lot more brave. <laughs> a, a day ago, he couldn't handle skeleton birds. Now he's ready to go. Uh, so she like scampers up uh, up a tree and like jumps from tree to tree. Uh, and so you hear that voice in your mind again. It's like, have you come to witness the ceremony? And I'm going to talk to the voice like, I think we got to stop this regardless. So, no, we're not here to spectate. Oh, you can try and stop, I suppose. And every once in a while, you can see, like, uh, either a skeleton or, like, a swarm of, of ember bats or, like, an ash snake, uh, like, pass out of the portal and drop onto the ground and start, like, slithering away or flying away in different directions. Is the portal in the ground? Yes. So it's like a hole in the ground? Yes. And you said there's a bubble of tenders. There is a a, a, pa- a packet of tenders. a bucket uh, uh, a box. <laughs> Would you say the there's like a, four sixties? A, a, <laughs> how many can we buy for five ninety nine? Is there honey mustard? <laughs> no, but there is. What is that? P- picante sauce. <laughs> so the the four devices are o- opening the portal, or are they protecting the portal with a force field? Protecting the it, that's kind of more of what it seems. Okay. It's protecting this ring of tenders that's around the portal. So we have to break the force field, beat up some tenders. You can start hearing some chanting too from from the from the tenders. Want me to start Quil- pushing people in the portal? <laughs> <laughs> can you hit anyone from here, Quill? How far away are we? Uh, about ninety feet. I'm more wondering if we can actually get through. If it's a force field that we can get through or not. Um. Yeah, I mean, it has disadvantage, but it's a big. It's a thing. big. Yeah, I don't think I can miss. Uh, it just deflects off of this bubble, and just kind of then sticks into a, uh, a tree nearby. So these devices are they like on for like a s- compass shape? Like, is it an X shape? It's like it's a square. More, uh, make a perception check. What is that? Five or six? Either okay. way, it's not good. Five. Okay. Um, it kind of seems to form a, a, a triangle, or not a triangle, a square, uh, just with the portal in the middle. Well, do we each want one? Bertram? You? You ready to fly? Ooh, we're flying again? <laughs> I have an idea. And I'll take off my bracelet and give it to you. Do you have an idea or do you have a plan? I have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll take off my bracelet and hand it to you. Mm-hmm. How about you jump us both up? Glide us down. I'll take it back in the air and hop over to the other one. Does, does it work like that? I guess, like, can I instantly attune like that? I have no idea. <laughs> we'll try. If not, sounds, I'll jump, and we won't make it very to, high. Sounds good to me. I'll put it on the put the ring on one of my <laughs> yeah. feathers. Yep. Can I hear the plan? Just prepare to chuck them both. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So go ahead and make. Um, Make a. You know what? I think I did give this to Jean in a previous episode, and it didn't work. Because yeah, it has did. to be attuned. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, Bertram, go ahead and make an uh, what? A intelligence check. <laughs> yeah, that's my strong this, suit. Yeah, this will go great. Uh, that is a sixteen, actually. A sixteen. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Uh, Seventeen minus one. Sixteen. <laughs> so, you, so you put this on, and you definitely think, man, 
if I were a squirrel, I could really jump far. But if I believe hard enough that I'm a squirrel, maybe it'll work. And as he thinks that, I'm going to oh. chuck him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so you're wrapped up with with uh, with Clover. Yep. Yeah, John, make a uh, a strength check or athletics. Please fail because that would be hilarious. Eleven. <laughs> Eleven. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So as you're kind of thinking that, like, mm-hmm. I'm a squirrel. A squirrel can jump. <laughs> it's timed perfectly to where uh, you kind of jump, and Jean chucks you up, and you go yeah. like. Eh, 15 feet in the air, and uh, but you can start but, gliding. Yeah, it's just yeah, so we up, I figured we didn't have to get too yeah. high anyway. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. we're coming down a hill, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So I figure we can go to the far ones. I'll just glide with you until I can jump off. Or... Oh. oh, jump off? Okay, I was going to toss you otherwise. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's fine too. I take the bracelet back. You'll have to toss me. <laughs> Let me have that bracelet back. Oh, here you Great go. jump, Richard. <laughs> Thanks. Good jump. <laughs> Teamwork. You go I left, I, I go right. Let's do it. All right, let's all roll initiative at this point. Quill. 21. 21. Jean. Uh, six. Six. Otis. Ten. Ten. And Bertram. <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> and I think before we get into the action, we'll end today's session here. I think, as it turns out, it's going to be a two-parter. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week for part two of our Maplewood finale.